Leadership. The Llama Lounge. Yo, welcome back to the Llama Lounge, a dialogue on all things life, learning, and leadership. This is Joe Bogdan, and I have two of my super friends in the lounge with me today, Nina Choi Miller and Mike Roderick. What's going on, fam? Hey, what's going on, Keith? It's been a minute since we all got to talk at the same time, so this is pretty awesome. It's great seeing your amazing faces. Yeah, definitely. Likewise. Yeah. So, hey, for our <laughs> listeners, let's give them an update on what you two are up to. Um, some of them may not have heard the episodes you've been on here before. So let's talk about what's going on in your neck of the woods and what you're up to now. Let's start off with Nina. What's going on with you? Okay. So I think some folks have, have heard before. And so I work for Caltrans as a bridge engineer, and I'm also the vice chair of the Bridge Welding Code for American Welding Society. So um, actually, later on this month, I'm going to be doing a seminar at the AWS Education Conference, mm. and I'll be giving an update on all the new stuff that's in the new Bridge Welding Code in the 2020 edition. So, so that'll be kind of cool on the work front. Just been, you know, plugging along, chugging along, um, implementing, you know, ISO 9001 quality management systems here in the Bridge Department, and pretty much it. Nice and quality course, management run- systems. Nice. That sounds really running. fun. Oh, running. Yes, absolutely. Running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So for the listeners that are not here past episodes with Nina, we had a whole conversation about running, but, um, and that was a great talk But when it comes to the bridges and everything that's going on right now, Caltrans, um, I've been away for a little bit. Is the traffic starting to pick back up? Um, yes, it has. It has. And actually we've got some really exciting projects coming up. Um, mm couple months ago along highway one so anyone that's seen those car commercials along the Mm -hmm. coast that's you know california's famous pacific coast highway right around by like where hearst castle is we had like a big washout Mm. a couple months ago um it's a really really fancy name to that area it's called rat creek bridge oh nice <laughs> so that sounds like a bridge i want to go over <laughs> i know right i know so um anyways yeah we just got done doing the repair on that washout and um looks great so always yeah. always something going on so we'll we'll see what what comes up next yeah for sure awesome did you get in a run this today yet i didn't no no you getting one in today I will probably this evening. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I just hit my uh, thousand mile mark for my deployment. And then I took a couple days off, had some ice cream. And then um, I just got back on the horse and got a 10K in today. But yeah, I, I don't know what the next couple of weeks are going to look like for me. So um, we'll see what goes on. But I plan on still getting some 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 runs in. So always looking forward to it. But the weather's starting to get warmer out here. <laughs> so <Yeah>. I <laughs> have to adjust a little bit. Out here too. So now instead of those lunchtime runs, it's yeah. like morning or late in the evening yeah so mike what's going on with you bro all right so uh since last time uh i've been on the show here uh i was at spain Dollum, but now i had a pcs uh, to whiteman air force base missouri uh you know for all the listeners listeners out there that's uh about an hour east of kansas city and i i went into the civil engineer squadron but I got hired as the uh, Airman Leadership School Commandant, which is kind of like the director of the schoolhouse there, uh, which is another great opportunity for me to, uh, you know, kind of put my stamp on how our young supervisors and, and leaders 
transition into uh, as NCOs, you know, non-commissioned officers and things like that. So uh, it's kind of a learning curve, but, you know, still a great opportunity. I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, that's awesome. And I remember when, you know, you're thinking about that decision of going over there. It wasn't it wasn't the easiest one. <laughs> just like oh, any, no. any any career, you know, decision shouldn't be just a snap of a finger. Right. There should be some time where you think about it, especially when you love what you did before. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm grateful that uh, you made that decision because I think that you're just absolutely perfect when it comes to being a commandant of a schoolhouse that develops frontline supervisors. You know, I mean, and I've, I've always said that it's the most important job in the Air Force for sure. Yeah, I think so. And who am I to deny that, you know, if they right. picked me for it, you know, yeah. so, you know, I appreciate your help in helping me make that decision yeah. too. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, it's one of those moments where, where you asked me and I was like, well, I feel like I don't want to drive them in one direction or the other. But I really feel like he should take this opportunity, but I don't want to be I want him to come up with this solution on his own. Right. So it, yeah. it was one of those tough, tough times where I had to hold back a little bit. But um, I'm really grateful that you picked it because I, I definitely think it's the right thing. Appreciate it. So this is awesome. I've been looking forward to having this conversation for a while because um, we were talking about it about a week ago or so. Nina and I were just catching up brother sister talk. We we're just catching up on, on a Zoom chat and we started talking about self-awareness. And I was like, man, I told Nina, I was like, we should have hit record on that because that could have been an episode right there. Right. And uh, and I was like, man, we just totally wasted all that good stuff we talked about. I mean, there was no waste, but it could have been uh, broadcasted out to everyone. So I thought, man, we need to have this conversation. And I was like, oh, we should bring in Mike. You know, Mike got picked up to be a commandant of a schoolhouse. Oh, I mean, you know what I mean? Like they teach some of this stuff, you know what I mean? Like, let's, let's talk about it a little bit. So I thought self-awareness could be a great topic of focus for us, but it's also um, a lot of different places where it can go. So I wanted to start off. Um, let's start off with you, Mike. What do you think about, obviously, all of us have a very myopic view, right, on things because we're not everywhere. You know, we're not all over the planet. So we have our own views on it. But my thoughts are I see a lot of people that seem to lack self-awareness and not everybody and all of us can get a little bit better at it. I mean, I'm a work in progress, definitely. And I could get better at it as well. But I've seen like a lot of frontline supervisors, NCOs, and senior non-commissioned officers, they seem like there's an issue now where I see a lot of them lack some of this. And it has, it leads to problems. It leads to problems when it comes to expectations, what they think they deserve, entitlements, right? And um, and also what their capabilities are. And I was wondering, what, what are your perspectives on uh, with your experience? Um, how do you think we're doing when it comes to a self-awareness piece? <laughs> Um, I, I agree with you. Uh, when we when, when we sit there and think about like self awareness, you know, the, to define it is like, hey, we got to be aware of like where we're at and not use. I think we use other people mm-hmm. as measuring sticks, which is totally wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> your path is not going to be the same as my path, even though we're in the same career field. Right. Uh, so you know, for me to measure myself up to you, that's that's a totally different game plan. Uh, that was laid out. We didn't have that same path. Uh, but I think I think a lot of it really comes up with the feedback that we've received uh, mm-hmm. as, you know, starting from being a kid mm-hmm. uh, all the way into our adulthood and then not receiving that, that very candid feedback. And then also it's on the member of not being receptive mm-hmm. to the feedback, you know? So when it goes to like what's negative and what's positive or what we view as positive, 
they still result in the same thing. Like, you know, most of the time people are saying, hey, be nice to the person, tell them what they're good at, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's positive feedback. Hey, you're really good at this and you're, you're awesome, you know, at, at this right here. But it seems like I think a lot of us don't want to hear that negative side or not even the negative, but the room for growth. You know, and I think if we just change that narrative, instead of looking at it as negative, there's still room to grow. Because if you look at what the positive stuff is, that positive feedback that we get, that doesn't mean there's still no more room for, to grow there. Mm-hmm. So both of them result in the same thing. Yeah. Whether it says, hey, you can probably work on this. You still have room to grow. The positive feedback is, hey, you're good at this, but you still have room to grow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. Nina, what do you think? No, I think you're spot on, right? So I think part of being self-aware is being able to get that unvarnished feedback from the people around you, right? I mean, there's two components to self-awareness. It's how well do you know yourself and then your understanding of how others see you, Mm. right? And so Mm -hmm. kind of like that's what you were getting at, Mike, is how others see you. And some people aren't open to really getting that honest view of how others see them. And the more, the most successful people will make sure that they have a circle of people around them that they can trust that will tell them the hard truths. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And if they hear something that maybe doesn't jive with what they had in their mind of their view of themselves or their view of something, instead of getting emotional about it, they'll maybe ask another trusted advisor. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, so-and-so gave me this feedback. What do you think? Right. So it's, it's, so it's really important that one be open to having that and then making sure that you surround yourself with those people that will give you the honest truth regardless. Mm-hmm. And they even say that, you know, as, as you kind of get a little higher in rank or, or status, it's harder to get that because right. people don't always want to tell you that truth. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about it before too, about getting that 360 yeah, and maybe even that anonymous 360. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, that's a good, good piece to, to that self-awareness too. Yeah. Do you think that that feedback piece, cause I think that's a huge part of it, right? Your willingness to accept it. Also people's willingness to give it to you. Right. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of complexities there because some people just aren't good at giving feedback. Uh, some people aren't good at receiving feedback. Do you think that the ability to receive feedback is something that is nurtured or is it something that you think that maybe some of us are just better? Cause I've seen people that are just fantastic at it. I've seen high ranking people asking for feedback. You know what I mean? And I've seen people they're asking for it. And then when they get it, they don't like it. And now they, they act a certain way. Right. So, so it's interesting. <laughs> right. So it's such a complex issue. Where do you think, do you think that's a skill that you can gain? Uh, I, I definitely do. And it's, you know, it starts with being self-aware. It starts with, uh, you know, knowing like, Hey, I'm not perfect. Um, there are some things that I can maybe work on. And then, you know, number one, I would try to figure that out on my own first. Right. And then if I hear it from somebody else, then I know <laughs> I can really work on that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's just the setup of being aware uh, and, and conditioning the mind to be able to receive uh, the feedback mm-hmm. in a manner that doesn't say, Hey, they're just saying that because they don't like me. No, right. actually receiving that feedback 
of, hey, you can improve on this or, you know, these are some things you can work on to to maximize your potential of who you are and what you can do and, and kind of burst through your ceiling. When people give me that, I think they're, you know, in it to help me out, you know, mm. not in it to just, you know, knock me down. Right. You know, so I think that if we kind of change that mindset to have, you know, you know, you know to have that receptiveness uh, towards, you know, hey, they're just, they're, they're doing me a favor. They're doing me good. They're in my corner by giving me this feedback. A lot more people can gain that tenacity to, you know, help grow themselves. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a great point. I want to dig into that a little bit more with you, Mike. So as long as I've known you, you've always been good about receiving feedback. Now, all of us allowed to have our moment when we get when we hear something we don't want to hear, right? I mean, we, all of us have that uh-huh. moment, but you've always had that learning capacity when someone told you, you know, the baby was ugly for whatever reason. That every time I've seen it happen, um, you were able to take that. And like you said, I don't know if it's just the way that your brain is conditioned to be able to convert that into something that you know you can take value from and learn. Were you always like that? And if so, you know, uh, where did, where do you think it came from? And if you weren't, you know, where, where did you get it from? Uh, I, I think, you know, this goes back to a uh, childhood. Mm. I don't think I was always like that because at mm. some point, you know, we right. got to have that first knockdown, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that first one, when you get knocked down that first time, uh, it hurts, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it stays because we thought we we're the greatest thing since sliced bread, even as kids, you know, we, mm-hmm. we like the, I don't know. I've always been competitive for some reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, playing sports. I love playing sports as a kid. Uh, and in high school, you know, playing basketball and things like that, you know, sometimes you're told like, Hey, you're not going to be the starter, mm-hmm. you know, or sometimes people are told you're not going to get in the game. And then what happens? Mm-hmm. We got to sit there and sulk in our disappointment because we thought we were better uh, than whoever's out there on the floor. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I got to be honest and, and say, all right, the person that's out there on the floor, I'm going to still support them because we're still on the same team. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also got to make sure that I just continue to accept what is given to me because sulking about it and disagreeing right. is not going to change the fact, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that I won't be starting, you know, so you know, right. same thing with Michael Jordan when he was cut from the team or you know, didn't start or things like that. You know, he worked his tail off to get better. And, and now, you know, taking that feedback and being receptive to it, you know, he, he got up to the status of, you know, mm-hmm. greatest of all time, right. uh, you know, controversial now. Right. But <laughs> uh, it, it was the same for me getting to that point where, you know, at the time we grew up, I didn't have a parent that fought for, you know, my own time. You know, I had my dad was like, hey, you better work on your skills then. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's if that's what you're going to do. Uh, and that's what you want to do. And you just fell short of your goal. You know, you got to work harder, mm-hmm. uh, you know, practice more, uh, get better. So that's some things that's within your control. Okay. And then guess what happened? <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to the, uh, to the point where, Hey, you moved up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, for me, I'll be honest with you. I think self-esteem has a lot of, a lot to do with when I was growing up, I think, because, you know, if I had low self-esteem, then I had a hard time taking that feedback. And I wonder how much of that comes from some trauma you might experience and how some people deal with it a little bit differently. So I was, Nina, what, what are your thoughts when it comes to people being able to, you know, be self-aware that maybe when someone gives them feedback, being aware that maybe, 
you know, there's some truth to it and be able to turn it around as something you can learn from. You know, I, I think that the starting point for it really has to be humility, mm-hmm. being able to at least acknowledge that, mm-hmm. right? And having having some understanding and trying to practice being humble. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of like what Mike said, even at a very young age, here you are being like, okay, now I got to say, maybe I'm not the best, mm-hmm. right? But once you get that, once you, once you start with that humility or the feedback that you get, whatever, I think the mistake that people, people make is we ask why, mm-hmm. right? So maybe you got a, you're working with a team and it's not working very well and you're leading this team and they're like, you're just, just not doing a good job. So we mm-hmm. ask ourselves, why doesn't my team respond to me? Mm. Right. We, we think that being mm-hmm. self-aware and having this introspection is going inside ourselves and asking why. Mm-hmm. Problem with that is when you start asking why, it kind of starts getting in this victim loop. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Why kind of has this negative connotation. Mm-hmm. So you start asking yourself, why don't people like me? Mm. Why can't I do this better? Why mm-hmm. am I not an effective leader? But if you train your brain and you ask a different question and say, what can I do, mm-hmm. right? What, as opposed to why, what can I do to gain my team's trust? What has an action associated mm-hmm. with it, right? right? So if I'm, if I, it, it, you know, this has happened to me too um, with them, you know, teammates that I'm not getting along with. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why don't they like me? Right. That's the wrong question. What can I do to get so-and-so's trust? Right. Okay, maybe I can communicate better. So now you start associating actions with that. Yeah. And instead of being in this victim loop and starting to feel sorry for yourself, now in terms of being self-aware, you're actually asking yourself the things that you can do. Mm. Right now you're actively thinking, what can I do? And so it's that it's you're unconsciously being more self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense because, you know, Nina, you got me the book of joy, which is a fantastic book. And um, what the Dalai Lama and uh, Desmond Tutu, what they're talking about was when you are so attached to yourself and when you ask why, why am, why don't they like me? Right. Uh, why every, you know, it's, it's all about this. Like, why do I suck at this? Why, you know, whatever it is, it's all very self-focused. But when you ask the what questions, what can I do to gain their trust? What can I do? Like you're looking at, you're focusing on the action and the impact on other people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's a, that's a huge difference. And you're right. It does tie to that self-awareness because it allows you to see a little bit more instead of just assassinating your own character or like you're saying, being um, just getting into that victim loop, you're, you're looking outward, right? You're looking outward. And I think that's, that's a great balance because you can either do two things. Typically people look at you, either you blame yourself or you blame other people, but instead of blaming at all, you're actually looking at actions you can take to influence. Right. And I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah. And I wanted to touch on that too, because she, she mentioned a, a hard, topic for I think a lot of people to accept right uh when we work with other people we're not always going to be liked by everybody you know mm-hmm. right <laughs> you know, I, I have felt that before 
but yeah, but what is the common term that a lot of people say? I don't care what people think of me. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that's a bad attitude, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, right. and that really isn't part of being self-aware, you know? So when, when people get into that, that rut, that victim loop right there, that's, that you're mentioning, you know, people, I don't care what people think about me, you know, I'm still going to do me. That's, that's not being a part of a team, you know? Right. And, that, and for me, that will bother me, you know, if yeah. people don't like me. And, and I do ask that question. I was like, well, man, why is that person not fond of me or something? They might, uh -huh. they might not understand what I'm trying to do, you know? So I'll, I'll like kind of go out and reach out to them and just kind of, you know, talk to them, vibe a little bit and get to know them so they can get to know me a little bit more. And then usually that changes for the better all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's my yeah, my opinion is that that's a lie anyway. When people say that to themselves, like I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I mean, we're yeah. like we're like we're, we're built to be interdependent on one each other, right? Exactly. We're we're built to build relationships. So maybe you know I might not care specifically about what what one person thinks of me because of whatever, <laughs> right? Maybe there's some there's some history there, but to just throw it out there as a blanket statement that I don't care what people think of me, you're you're lying to yourself. And that's probably some self-awareness issues in that as well. Absolutely. Right. I mean, that's great that you've got self-confidence and and mm -hmm. I wouldn't knock that at all. But but there's a there's a balance to be had. Mm -hmm. You know, um because our, the way we're built as humans, we have these egos that just kind of get in the way of things. Mm -hmm. Even the most self-aware of us have these egos, right? And you need to have that outside perspective to kind of keep you in check. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be aware of what, how other people see you. I'm not saying that you cater. To, there's the extreme mm -hmm. where you cater to what everybody's expectations of you are. And that's not healthy either, mm -hmm. but there's a healthy balance where you understand how others see you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and either you have high self-awareness, you have to have high self-awareness internally, knowing who you are and being confident in who you are, but also if you want to be effective and work with that team and move your folks forward and motivate them, then you have to understand and work within that, that those boundaries of how they see you also. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's super important to be able to identify, you know, how people are seeing you. And, you know, I mean, some people put that blanket out there. That's like, if, if 10 people see you a certain way, then maybe you got to look at yourself, right? Like, like there's got to be a certain thing. Maybe if it's one or two, but if there's a commonality out there, there's a theme going out there, you know, uh, you're always the one that's being attacked and you've been to, if you're in the military and you move to five different bases and for some reason, everybody thinks of you the same way, then maybe that's something you got to look at yourself a little bit, right? right. But, but I do think that um, what we talked about a little while ago is that you really got to figure out who the confidants are in your life to be able to give you that true feedback because you know, some people, man, they're just going to give you feedback from their little myopic view of things. And are they even somebody that, you know, that can give you valuable feedback, right? They're just saying something about you and they don't know much about you. So it's, it's really hard to discern sometimes with what feedback you should take, right? And what you shouldn't. And sometimes we just lean too far left or too far right of that. And I think sometimes that leads us to um, thinking that we're better than we are because we're hanging out with a bunch of people that are gassing us up, you know, and, and, and I, want, I was this is exactly what Nina and I were talking about a while back. We're like, 
why do some people not not just lack self-awareness, but they think they're performing better than they are? And we talked about, you know, the feedback already, and there's definitely a part of it there we want to dig into. But some of it, I think, has to do with you're comparing yourself to other people that are also mediocre in their performance. So if, if you're performing just above mediocre and everybody else that you're around is performing at the average, which most people should, because that's why it's called average, right? Mm-hmm. But then you start thinking that you're absolutely superior when you're really just above average, you know? Yep. I, th- I think there's a lot of comfort there for some people. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I think it's deceiving when you yeah. when you're surrounded by, you know, the average, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and- <laughs> I kind of felt this because, uh, you know, coming from the average, you know, CE or, you know, OSS, whatever units I was in before, uh, you know, the measuring stick, you know, does feel like it's easy to kind of, you know, get ahead of the, uh, the average group. Right. Uh, so when I went to, you know, become an instructor down in Lackland, yeah, that, that was all elite. <laughs> you yeah. know, all the, all, everyone around me was elite. So, you know, it's a different game. And all those per- people are still in the same Air Force that I'm in now. You know, so when you come back, you get back to where, hey, everybody can be, you know, the average individual. They're, they're not all going to be, you know, selected, you know, vectored, uh, you know, for this special duty right here, right? Uh, so, you know, sometimes you can get comfortable in that rut too. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, all right, I'm, I'm back in the easy route, you know, but <laughs> then, you know, we think just because we're ahead of the peers that we see, that doesn't mean there aren't people out there that are doing so much better. You know, we don't right. see that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to be mindful and be accepting that even though you could be doing great, you could be doing the best you ever did. Someone out there is always going to be doing a little bit better. And that's, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. As long as we just keep growing. Mm -hmm. Mom used to tell me that all the time when I was little, she'd be like, you know, when you think that you're the best, there's always somebody better than you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, you want somebody that'll tell you the hard unvarnished truth. That's my mom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's a lot of Asian, Asian moms are notorious for that. (laughs) No, no, it's right. Like, but, you know, that's another piece of it because start, people start believing in their own hype when they stay in those environments. Right. And they mm-hmm. start thinking, no, I'm really dope. And it's like, no, you're OK. You know, and they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. And then you're the bad guy for giving that feedback. And um, so I had a recent situation where I, ha- I have a very confident person, a subordinate. Right. And he was and he was saying something about uh you know his, he was talking about his record and he, he was blowing him up to be like the greatest thing ever like really really good and i was like i seen your records they're all right man and he was like come on chief like now now you're just putting me down i was like no i'm telling you they're just all right <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not joking i'm like they're just all right and i and i gave him a span of five years of my records and i said I just told you a bunch of stuff that I did and I'm not telling you that to boast. I'm telling you that I think I'm just above all right. So I was like, if you haven't done uh, like even a portion of these things, why would you think that you're like at a nine? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. And I told him, I was like, the reason why you think you're at a nine is because you're hanging out with a bunch of fives. Mm -hmm. When you hang out with a bunch of fives, you just got to be a five and a half and you're going to feel like you're a nine. 
you know, yeah, and, and, and when we're in that mode, we got to go find a new group of people to compete, right? You got to go there. So, cause if you stay uh, hanging around as a five and a half with the fives thinking you're, you know, feeling good about being a big fish in a little pond, you're not going to grow for one thing, but I think the lack of self-awareness could even just get broader and broader. Oh yeah. They're at that, you know, who the person you were talking to, they're at a junction right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they can either take what you said and become more self-aware and improve themselves, or they can choose to still be in that group of fives. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I've seen folks where, you, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So if you're kind of surrounded by a bunch of fives and you've never seen a nine, mm-hmm. right, it is what it is. <laughs> but as soon as somebody introduces to you, you know, something a little bit better, a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. you now have a choice. Mm-hmm. You can either stay in this group, mm-hmm. but a door has now been opened. You're no, mm-hmm. you no longer can use that excuse that you didn't know. Yeah. But you know what? There's there's another there's another <laughs> group of people there when we talk about self-awareness. They will make an excuse why that unicorn exists, right? They're they're just a special person and I'm still a 9. They're just like a, a 15, right? <laughs> and and I've seen that too. You're like, "Okay, you know, I, I don't know what to do with you now. <laughs> we've been, we've opened up the door, gave you a peek. We've talked to you, we've given you feedback and you're still not willing to accept it. And, and it makes me wonder sometimes, are they just lacking that introspection, the self-awareness, or are they lying to themselves now to make themselves feel better? Mm-hmm. So I, I do, I do want to mention too, though, like you, you're saying you're just above average chief and that, you know, I'm just telling you right now, that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely not the case. Uh, yeah, don't don't be too humble. You know, and, and that should probably bring us to the other side too. Like, hey, what about the people that don't think they're as good as they mm-hmm. they really are? Mm-hmm. You know, and there, there are those people out there that are awesome, but they don't think that. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> think there are some people that have that self, you know, like a self confidence issue. And when when I say that about me. I'm confident, right, in, in my capabilities, but I'm also confident in that I got a lot of room to grow, right? And I'm and I've also seen some savages out there, right? I've seen them and I know they exist. And I might be hitting birdies one day, but they're hitting eagles, right? And I want to be around those people more. Right. And I kind of wonder why some people don't want to go look for those people. Right. And I, I think yeah. a lot of it has that self-esteem. <laughs> and like you kind of said, sometimes that self-esteem goes the other way. And now you're like, you're actually more capable than you think you are. And you sell yourself short. And my biggest thing concerned with those people is that they're not willing to um, step out of their comfort zone. They're afraid, you know. And for me, I think the biggest thing um, as leaders is you got to be able to support them. Hey, hey, you can do this. I know you can. But I'm also mm-hmm. not going to leave your side while you're doing it so that, you know, you know, you have to, until you build that confidence to be able to do it. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that too. And I think it's hard to discern sometimes which one it is because some people will overcompensate their lack of self-esteem by looking extra confident. And you're like, which one are you? (laughs) Which one? And then you're like, do I need to coach you or do I need to bring you down a little bit? Like, you know, you you know, you're not, you're not quite sure sometimes. True. Yeah. Because I've always thought that there's a 
difference between humility and self-confidence, right? Mm -hmm. You can be very self-confident, but still be humble. Right. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't associate humility with being like, I'm not good enough or I'm not good. Mm -hmm. It's just like you said, Joe, just acknowledging that there's room to grow Mm -hmm. and being open to other people's feedback and input. Mm -hmm. Like you are not the end all be all. Right. And I think that some people just don't, because we talked about this, like how come some people are self-aware and how how come some people aren't? Mm -hmm. I think it comes down to like, what are your values? Mm. Right. So if, if you happen to value humility and you happen to value self-improvement, if you happen to value, you know, things like that, then, then maybe you have, you're going to probably going to be a little bit more self-aware and strive to continually improve. Whereas maybe if your value is status, Mm -hmm. maybe you're not as open to that. Right. Right. Yeah. Mike, what do you think about that? How do you think value is playing that? Uh, I I think she nailed it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, You know, it does really, if if people are, sometimes we can value humility too much. Right. And then Mm -hmm. we, we don't think we're good enough for certain things when that person or, you know, we, might absolutely be the right choice, you know, and we got to mm-hmm. sit there and ask ourselves, why not me, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes and, it, and not in an arrogant way either. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it, 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 you know, that's what I do. You know, when people choose me right. to do something, I I'm, I'm still blown away. I'm like, man, okay. I got picked for this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, it, I'm kind of nervous because it's something new. Right. And then it's like, well, they must've picked me for a reason. I can get that feedback later. But it's not like uh, I got here by accident, you know, so they, they made the choice. Who am I to say no, right? Uh, yeah. I can always grow into it if I, I'm not perfect at it uh, in the beginning. I think that experience and, you know, the, the learning, if, if you value learning, you'll, you'll get in there and, and mm-hmm. you'll be fine, especially if you have an awesome support team, mm-hmm. you know, people you can go to, you know, the, the confidants and everything. But when people value status and they want to do things for the wrong reasons, uh, you know, they might not be open uh you know to, to any of that feedback or open to learning you know they can go into a learning environment and think they already know the stuff you know like that's that's definitely not the attitude that right that we want to have yeah i think that humility and confidence that we keep talking about i think there's there's a great balance there and i i, I often talk about just like what nina said they're not two mutually exclusive things right you can be both mm-hmm. and and uh, one thing that I, I say often is the most effective people, whether it's leaders, followers, or everybody in between, they're humble enough to be willing to do whatever it takes to take care of the mission, the job, or people, whatever it is, you know, sweeping floors, plunging toilets, um, doing admin, whatever it might be. But they're confident also enough to know that they can do that, right? They're not, they're not worried about how it looks, like the status, right? They're not worried about how that looks because they're confident and they're humble enough to do it and they're confident enough to do it. And, and that's what you can kind of see. And then I see people who, um, who constantly have to tell us how humble they are. And I always found that interesting as a part of self-awareness. It's like, do you have to tell us how humble you are? <laughs> you know, me and Scott talk about all the time. It's like, we got to build an award named after somebody, the humility <laughs> award, right? Because <laughs> people tell, talk about how humble they are. Do you nominate yourself yeah. for the humility award? Like, how does that I'll, work? <laughs> I'll throw it out there. We call it the Drax award, right? From Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, I too am extraordinarily humble. <laughs> yeah, right. Right? right? It's like, yeah. 
there it is. That fake, that fake humble, <laughs> the <Yeah>. humble brag, <laughs> always humble bragging. <laughs> like I like what you said about learning, like value, valuing learning, right? Because I, I think that if you're, if you value learning and, and having that curiosity, and sometimes I don't, I don't see that in people. Like people just, they're consuming, right? Mm-hmm. They consume. Mm-hmm. Everything is one way in to them. Right. They're not actively trying to find out more or learn something else. And um, they're just waiting for life to happen to them. And so I like what you said about learning, because I think that, you know, to garner that self-awareness, you have to have that that hunger and that thirst and that curiosity for learning. And what else is there? Right. Definitely. I think, um, yeah. If, if we're closed off to it, how can there ever be any growth? It, yeah. It's just impossible, but it does. It, it blows my mind how people can be completely cut off to it. You know, and I've, I've seen examples of that throughout my experience where people are just don't want to learn. They're, they're almost allergic to it. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder why, you know, they're not being, you know, chosen or being advanced towards it. You know, anything of anything that they see value uh, with. Yeah. I think, when it comes down to it, humility plays a huge piece of that. And this Epictetus quote, and the reason why I brought it up, Mike, I don't know if you saw the Daily Stoic for the day, but I did. <laughs> yeah, the quote is like touches exactly what we're talking about right now. It says, throw out your conceited opinions for it is impossible for a person to begin to learn what he thinks he already knows. Yeah. And, and, and that's what drives me insane sometimes. Right. Cause I know, I don't know much, right. I know that there's a lot I can learn and there's no possibility that one person can know everything unless they're God. Right. I mean, to know everything that's happening in the planet. So there's always so much room to grow, but I meet people that are a hundred percent certain of everything all the time, like every mm-hmm. day. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is happening here? Is this not real? Like, do you really think that you know everything, you know, mm-hmm. because I could deal with somebody if they don't know, right. If you have a, a young leader and they don't know, and they're willing to learn, Hey, I I'm good with that. Let, let's figure it out. If I don't know it, we'll learn together. But when people are so certain they're right and I could show them why they're completely wrong, right? It's factual. <laughs> what you just said, is completely wrong and and they still won't get on board it just blows my mind that's where the self-awareness piece comes up like what's happening here you know yeah yeah i I don't get it and sometimes i don't know how to fix it (laughs) i don't know what i can do with you (laughs) right right i need to walk away for a couple minutes (laughs) i need to go learn how to handle this situation right here (laughs) i'll throw something in from completely left field right but what what do you think about social media having a piece in this? Hmm. Mm. Right? Because, you know, social media is kind of, in a way, it feeds into that confirmation bias. Mm. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Right? And have y'all watched The Social Dilemma? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I see what you're saying. So, like, if you think something, and even if you didn't say it out loud, but somehow... Your, your phone still read your mind and now you see just <laughs> just stuff that that, that you that you agree with it's really weird right yeah. so like when you're talking to somebody you're like why don't they get that well probably on their social media feeds it's telling them everything that they want to hear yeah 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 joe's a dumbass i just heard this on social media <laughs> he's completely wrong <laughs> now all of a sudden they're they're being friend requested by everybody that thinks joe's a dummy yeah yeah like what the heck's going on know. Yeah. yeah, but I'll give a real example too, though. Um, I, and and this kind of 
this kind of bothers me a little bit. Uh, you know, it's not as bad, but there could be some negatives, right? Uh, so mm -hmm. when we, we do our evals every year, mm -hmm. um, I see people that will throw their, you know, their lines, their bullets of what they did. You know, it's kind of like a short statement for those non-military listeners, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a short statement of, you know, an accomplishment that they made. They'll put it on social media and ask for people to make it look better. Right. <laughs> so then we get these awesome writers that are, you know, halfway across the world mm -hmm. that had no clue exactly how that member performed that task yeah. or achieved that, yeah. you know, that goal or whatever. And then now it looks like they walked on water yep. when they really were just a participant in a bigger thing and someone yeah. else did you know, the, the walk on water portion, right? Yeah. But that person that's around the world doesn't know. So they just led them to believe, hey, you did this, let me make it really shine. Right. And then they get it back. And then <laughs> and then what happens? We send it up our chain of command who yeah. has eyesight of yeah. how, you know, yeah. things were actually going on. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so then social they media yep. lets somebody else that has no clue give their yeah. two cents. Yeah. You know, but they weren't even there to witness it. Yeah. And then the chain of command that was there to witness it, they bring it back to reality, mm -hmm. you know, and then the member's mad. Yeah, the member's mad. It's <laughs> like, you knew, you know you didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know you didn't do that. Like, why are you mad? <laughs> oh, I led hundreds of people towards accomplishing this right here. And I, we, we got this big award because of my, you know, right. like, okay, slow down now. You know, your, your team that is there is actually going to know, you know, I think we should rely more on our team that is with us, you know, to help right. us out. Right. And I think that does play like, as far as it might seem like it's a little bit away from the self-awareness piece, what that, that, that feedback thing we we're talking about, people get feedback from everywhere. Right. And they start and you, and people choose what feedback they want to take and, and let it soak into their noggin. Right. So they yeah. sit, they sit there and, and maybe it's the self-esteem stuff. And then they're like, I have low self-esteem, but they just made this sound awesome. Oh, I am that awesome. Right. And now, and now you're sitting there and you start thinking that, and then you run into Mike Roderick and he's reviewing your stuff. And he's like, you didn't do that. You didn't do that. And now, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it becomes this huge issue and once again, it, it gets back to the feedback piece. People are getting bad feedback or they're not getting any feedback, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I just don't get it. And I think, um, unfortunately, some people want to be liked, the supervisors or even the friends or whatever. They just want to be a friend to them. And they're not giving them that feedback. And people start believing the hype. They start believing their own EPR. That's what Chief Ramon yeah. always says. So you start believing yeah. what's on your EPR. I was like, you know, that was that was embellished. But you start believing it yourself. And, and, and it just keeps happening. And it keeps happening. And then you run into me. And I'm over here in the desert. And people are, you know, they're told that they're awesome the whole time. And I have to tell them, I was like, you're okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got a lot of room to grow this has been a learning environment for you and it just destroys their world, you know, and I'm the a-hole and they're like, no, man. I mean, like you're, you're, you're pretty good. There's a lot of room to grow. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. <laughs> Looking at the outside in, cause it's been a while, but it sounds almost like to me the over embellishing their performance reports. Maybe they don't necessarily have low self-esteem, but they're overly confident. Right. Yeah. That happens too. That, that happens too. And the reason why I brought up low self-esteem is sometimes I feel like, and this is from my own experience because I had lower self-esteem when I was younger, that when I got gassed up, 
I wanted to believe it because it made me not feel as bad about myself. Right. And then I, and I'm afraid that that's a path that, yeah, you start overcompensating, you get overconfident, you start going down this path and, and it's not a good path to go down. Right. Um, there's a right way to do it, to kind of nurture that confidence, right. Versus lying to people about it, right. Telling people that you're better than you are. And then you start getting gassed up. And, and that's where I think we're, um, we're, we're at a place now where a lot of people think that they're better than they are because people won't give them feedback. Now, I have had a conversation with somebody recently and they were talking about, I think that this person should not get a decoration. And this is a supervisor. And then you look at their evaluations and their evaluations written by that same supervisor are all perfect. They say that this person excelled, exceeded. They're, they're very few. That's how good they are. And, and then they, they get upset when you say, well, why are you um, saying they don't deserve a decoration when there's no derogatory stuff that happened and all their evaluations over that period are saying that they're one of the best people on earth? Where's the lie? Was it then or now? Right. And I think yeah. when people aren't courageous enough to make the call whenever they should have, whether it was on the evaluation or on the decoration or wherever, that's where it does lead to a lot of people not being very aware of their own performance and how good they really are. And I think that any organization, there is going to be a, people are going to have a certain extent a problem with consistency and evaluations mm -hmm. between different supervisors because we, we are human. Mm -hmm. And even as objective as we try to be, we all have a little bit of subjectivity, right? And right. Some of us are higher graders than others, and some of us, us aren't. I think a lot, a lot of organizations do try to put together training for supervisors to try to make sure that we can be as consistent as possible. But I'd also say that it's, it's a bit on, on one of us that's in a supervisor or leadership role where we are giving feedback to be honest about it. I think that a lot of supervisors will soften their feedback or maybe mm -hmm. tell people what they want to hear because they don't want to be the bad guy. Right. Um, and we start seeing it as when we give people constructive criticism or constructive feedback that may not be all, you know, sugar, popcorn and roses or whatever, <laughs> that it's not because we don't like them, but it's because we actually see some potential in them. Yeah. If I didn't care, right. I wouldn't tell you the things that you needed to fix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, sugar, popcorn, and roses. Could you imagine what that would smell like? Actually, <laughs> probably cool. I, I, I couldn't come up with like the... It's probably smell like feet. It'd be a weird <laughs> smell. <laughs> like the candle I brought home the other Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. We can't talk about what, what your husband yeah. said. That smelled like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we do people a disservice when we don't give them true feedback. And we have to remember, you know, as supervisors it's not about us and us being like but what's best for the organization and the team mm -hmm. yeah well there's a piece of that too is like some people think that if they don't give people feedback and don't hold them to standards they'll be liked right and in reality typically it's paradoxical it goes the other way like if you're just a person who doesn't hold people to standards typically people start looking at you like you're not you know they don't respect you Right. A lot of times it goes the opposite direction and, and people have a hard time seeing that because when you give them what they want right away and they get to party all day, there's an immediate gratification there and you're the cool uncle. Right. But but when, but later on, that starts to wear thin really quick and they don't really realize that because most people do want to come to work, be held to standards and do a great job. You know, they want yeah. they want that. They, most people don't come to work to be lazy and not do anything and party all day. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's the opposite. 
it's yeah. like passing this kid in school that can't read mm-hmm. because you feel sorry for them. And then all of a sudden they're in high school and they can't graduate. Yeah. Yeah. We've done them a disservice mm-hmm. over the yeah. entire of their lifetime or the entire of their career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I can't agree more. I've, I've seen that happen so many times where people just wanted to be light and, you know, it's that immediate gratification that they get, you know, Hey, this is, this dude's cool, man. It's easy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, six months later, they got zero fulfillment because nothing has been accomplished. Yeah. And they didn't learn Uh, anything. (laughs) And and the same people are coming back to the one that held them to the higher standard and then held them because they seem even being held to that higher standard. There, there were certain rewards that came with that. Mm -hmm. You know, they were getting recognition for their hard work, you know, getting recognition for their unique achievements and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. And now, you know, with the person that has the, the easy road, he takes all the, the obstacles away and he, he says, hey, just do this and that's it. You know, we'll, we'll take it easy. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't bring any fulfillment yeah. uh, later on. I wonder if what we can do with giving feedback, right, and helping mm-hmm. people to be more self-aware, because it's always it's always in how do we give the feedback? We can't just say, hey, you suck. That's right. a terrible way to get. Right, right, <laughs> right. That's, it's the MCI way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Do better. Stop being yeah. sucky. <laughs> when I taught a class that was eval and it sucked, boy, that's what I got. Yeah, hey, that class right, sucked. Right. <laughs> you a lazy mofo. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. not at all. But what if we were to change the way we gave the feedback? And instead, when we say give the feedback and say you um, you know, your your writing skills just aren't very strong. Instead of just leaving it at that, remember how I talked about asking why versus what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if we were to ask during our feedback to our employee or our, our, our troop or whatever, what do you think you can do to improve that? Yeah. 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 No, I think that's really right. important. You hit you hit a, a key point that I think is so important that we don't talk about enough. We tell people they need to give feedback, but we don't teach them how to do it effectively necessarily, right? We do some practices here and there. We check the block and move on, but it is, it's an art, right? And we can give you some fundamentals, but if you want to just be a cook and go down your, like, your list of, okay, give them feedback, um, tell them what they did wrong, what they could do better, right? <laughs> if you do that, it's not going to, it's not going to do very well, right? But you got to start learning how to chef it and like make that into an art and you start giving these people feedback like i gave a um a guy uh recently i was telling him that hey i know you're a senior nco and it seems like you think that you've earned a meritorious service medal during this time and i'll tell you that you have had the scope of responsibility that could have warranted a, a meritorious service medal but i think you and i can agree that you were in a learning environment during this entire deployment, right? I mean, you, you were you were learning. You're you put in a great effort, and that's why you know you're going to get a commendation medal. And he was able to take that because he was able, like, yeah, I was in a learning environment. You're right, and I was able to give specific examples. But it definitely, like, it was it was absolutely commendable your effort, and you're going to be better for it. But I can't say that you had the competency level to go to the point where you could have made it much better. 
you were kind of sustaining because of where you are, you know, you're learning. And, um, and we just had the conversation. It was great. But then you could talk to somebody else in the same boat and they're like, Oh, I don't think that's true. I was killing it. It's like, no, you weren't. <laughs> you, you absolutely weren't. <laughs> I have, I've had to deal with you and your leadership team more than anybody else in this entire squadron. And I don't know how you think you're killing it. You know, I, I, I've had that same conversation, too, uh, you know, deployed, <laughs> you know, the, the new flight chief came in and he called me over there because the dude was cornering him. Like, why didn't I get a you know decoration? And I had to go over there and explain to him. It's like, yo, and that, that could be the, the individual too, asking right. the wrong person. Why would you right. ask this person that just got here? <laughs> yeah. Why you're not getting a decoration? They've known you for all of a week and a half. Like I've been here through your entire time and I can yeah. tell you exactly why you because they didn't want to get that smoke. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, they know, they know Mike Ra is giving it to you raw, you know, so, and, and it's not in a bad way. I'm going to say, well, how do you think you perform well? You know, and the, yeah. they have to answer that question, honestly, Yeah, because I, I've seen it. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll give you my honest answer. Uh, you know, an individual ended up walking away with an R15, you know, so it's like, yo, you knew <laughs> you weren't getting a decoration out of there. Mm-hmm. But I like that question when you put it on them to say, okay, why do you think it should be this way? Because mm-hmm. I've, you know, I gave a performance report to one of my my folks and I said, hey, you, you're, you meet the standard when it comes to working with people and customer service. He's like, I should be an excellent, I should be at the higher tier. I'm like, okay. <laughs> What's well, the basis of that? <laughs> right. yeah, totally. I'm, I'm totally open to it. Maybe you're seeing something that I'm not seeing. Mm-hmm. And so he, he laid it out to me. He explained it to me. And I'm like, you actually have a compelling argument, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I still think that there's room for improvement, but you got a point. Did you change the eval though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, it works every you time. You got some pins and needles over here. Like, what's, what did you change the eval? Yeah. So I, I you know, did not, but <laughs> you but have a I, compelling I, argument, but I'm still right. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know because he, he, I was at the point where I'm like, man, it's awful close. You're you're almost tipping me over to that E, but I'm gonna keep you at M right now. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things I want yeah. you to do this yeah. year. Yeah. You mm-hmm. guaranteed yeah. to have an E in this next yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so the decoration. I was like, yeah, you served not quite meritoriously, but it was commendable. <laughs> Commendation medal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, commendable is... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, give you that. Best I could do. Yeah, that's, lucky you that's, got pretty, that's a good point too, though, Nina. You know, sometimes we don't know as leaders, like I've gotten feedback before, right? And they said, hey, you didn't quite do this. And I was like, what do you mean? I, and I gave them an example Oh, I didn't know that, you know, and mm-hmm. like, you know what, I'll, I'll change it because I, I, I was unaware, right. you know, so, right. you know, that, that taught me too, and that was from a great supervisor, you know, and that taught mm-hmm. me too, like, hey, maybe I just don't know everything. So before I set up and prepare that feedback now, I'll ask them, like, what, what their major, you know, kind of accomplishments within the areas that I'm looking for, uh, their rated areas are, mm-hmm. you know, up until that point. That way I can make sure that I have all the knowledge and all the background information before I make that assessment. And then even if, uh, you know, I told them, hey, you know, I have really haven't seen much of this from you. And they show me that they have, you know, that's, you know, that's us as leaders, like knowing we're not perfect mm-hmm. and saying, oh, okay, yeah, you, you do have a you know good point right there. All right, well, let me, let me adjust my, my evaluation. 
then yeah. hit him with the butt. I still want to see you do more of this, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> call that mean toy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um when it comes down to it, you know, self-awareness and the lack of self-awareness, I mean, it's a complex issue. There's a lot of variables there, right? And why somebody might lack some of the self-awareness. And I think a big part of it, like for me, a good start is understanding that all of us have some level of self-awareness issues, right? Like all of us are, we have a blind spot. Like a lot of us have blind spots and some of us are just a little bit more, you know, open to them, but having the humility to know that you have those blind spots and being able to have those confidants, identify them and, hey, am I missing something here? Or like, Mike, what you just said was being open to feedback from your subordinate saying, hey, you missed a bunch of stuff that I was doing, you know, and mm-hmm. and being like, you know what, I was wrong. You know, I missed that. And, and you're right. You know, there's a, there's a lot to it. But I was thinking while we wrap this up, um, what are some things that you think that people can do to help, you know, develop that self-awareness piece. And I start off with Nina. What are some things that you think, whether it's a leader, subordinate, anybody, I mean, it could be anybody, it could be dude in high school right now, right? I mean, what, what could we do to help build that self-awareness in, within ourselves? Well, I think one, you got to carve some time out to actually mm-hmm. have that introspection, mm-hmm. right? Whether, whether you're going to do that introspection when you go on a run, mm-hmm. when you're driving to work, um, if you pray, if you meditate, whatever, set some time aside where you can get a chance to quiet your mind mm-hmm. and, and actually start think about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and be open to that. You know, get, get yourself a, a group of people that will tell you the truth mm-hmm. um, that you trust and make sure that they're not all from the same that they're that they're diverse in their thinking Mm -hmm. because if they all have the same way of thinking you're not going to get any different ideas yeah and when you get that feedback and maybe it's not something you like to hear you can start practicing asking yourself what you can do Mm -hmm. as opposed to why i think that's really important too and that'll that'll switch flip a switch i think maybe in a lot of folks's brains and in their self-awareness and development growth journey. Yeah. I love that. And you know, what, what you said there was asking those people, you know, asking people to get some feedback, but then when you hear something you don't like to hear, what are you going to do with it at that moment? Right. And, and I think that that's something we don't talk about enough. I think we need to ask for more feedback to be able to receive that feedback that maybe, you know, prepare that we don't really want to hear so that we can develop that skill that Mike was talking about a little bit earlier, like I condition your brain to be able to change that and see what you can gain from it. Where some people, um, that first time they get it, they don't like it. And now they don't want to ask for it no more. Right. It's a real uncomfortable feeling and they try to avoid it at all costs where it really it's got to go the other direction. You got to start, you know, I, I hate the term get thicker skin because, you know, it's used so much nowadays and, and, and it's used in the wrong context, a lot of ways, in my opinion, but in ways we, we got to figure out how to do it. Right. You got to be able to not take every single thing personally, um, in that way, right? It's not a personal attack. You take it personally because you, you're going to take it personally. You're going to learn from it, but you don't have to take it as a personal attack from someone. That's great, Mike. What do, What do you think? What do you What do you got? Some tips? Yeah, definitely. Uh, some tips I think is uh, just being completely honest with oneself mm. before we take other people's opinions. Mm. Uh, and often, then 
we can we can already identify where we can improve on and you know find a real legit you know we'll get very close to how we are right and then mm-hmm. you know we can say hey I, I think I can improve here uh, here this area whatever it may be and then we ask our friends and sometimes or our you know our confidants ask people that are credible mm-hmm. <laughs> you know right. people that <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna ask a coconut to you know, right. ask me like, "Hey, how can I improve?" No, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's you, man. Like, yeah, yeah, be cool. But don't don't ask there. Nina for advice on what candles to buy. <laughs> Scented candles, you know what I mean? Like, get asked. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know, have have those uh, those people that are you know very respectable, successful, and you know mm-hmm. do show those values uh, you know, of a leader, um, and say, "Hey, give me give me some honest feedback and being receptive to it." Mm-hmm. Also, you know, just you know, developing that receptiveness, getting used to hearing it, and then also coming up with a plan, not just saying, hey, thanks for the feedback, but Mm -hmm. all right, you know, that's good. I do accept that. But Mm -hmm. how can I get better at this? Mm -hmm. This is what I think. Tell me what you think. Maybe we can come together. You know, usually it's the same thing. But, you know, when I give the feedback to, you know, my troops on how they can get better or, you know, where they're at, I always pair it with, Hey, these are some options that I think that you can use to improve in this area, you know, mm-hmm. but you got to pick the ones to go. I can't do it for you, you know, mm-hmm. but I'll be here with you to, you know, take you there. And that usually comes as a softer blow rather than, Hey, you're not as good as you think you are right here. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Yeah. being completely honest with the self and being ready to, to receive it, but also being ready to act on it. Yeah. You know, and knowing like we can't reach perfection, so, you know, we can always reach improvement. Like you say all the time, better has no finish line, right? hundred percent. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then, and what I would say is like, cause we talked about humility quite a bit during this. I think we don't talk enough about how to develop humility, right? Cause some of us can grow in that area as well. And I, I always look at things holistically. I don't look at it just from the mission point of view and your work or professional life, but I think that, you know, they're integrated in your personal professional. So I think two things that I would definitely do. And I, I try to do regularly is find the best people at whatever you want to do and put yourself in that room, right? Put yourself in that room. Every time fight the urge to, you know, enjoy being a big fish in a small pond, get yourself, in there and just go find people who are better than you. Maybe it's not at everything, but maybe certain things, right? So that you can grow and it's going to humble you because you're going to realize you're not the dopest writer. You're not the best at whatever, you know what I mean? Because there's somebody out there better look for those people, right? And And become a student of them. And the other thing that I would say is go Take on a hobby that you know you're going to suck at and go over there and suck at it until you get better. Because that's going to condition you <laughs> to stay in that growth mindset, right? Like go do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You ever, if you've never done it before, you're going to be humbled really fast, right? Go go do salsa dancing if you've never salsa danced, right? Like whatever it is, do something that you've never done before so you can start conditioning yourself to be able to take that feedback. Because when you suck at something you've never done before, you have to receive feedback, right? You're going to be open to it. And then you can start uh, just... Just like you said, Mike, reconditioning your brain to be able to accept these things. And um, and, and then it's going to open up your, you know, at, at minimum, you're going to realize I'm not the greatest, <laughs> you know, 
And then maybe you get, you start learning something and you realize you're selling yourself short. You can do better. Right. And there's a lot of different places you can go with that. Most definitely. (laughs) Man, I love this conversation with you too. Love seeing your beautiful faces on here. And I am really looking forward to the next time we do this. I won't be here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) it's always good to see everyone to see your guys's faces too yeah Yeah. so this is awesome so grateful that y'all came on back in the lounge again regular guests y'all are basically llama llama family so thank you for taking the time to come on and as always to our listeners be safe stay healthy and keep growing llamas out peace (laughs) bye Thanks for tuning in to the Llama Lounge podcast. Be sure to visit the homepage for links to products and services related to this episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. See you next time.